and good evening, Hampton Roads. Welcome to another edition of Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, coming to you live like I do every second and fourth Tuesday of the of the month to dialogue with you, take your calls. If you have a question or comment relating to your personal financial situation, then this is your forum to discuss. We'd love to hear from you. All we need is your first name, city you're calling from, and no matter what I'm talking about, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. We'll get you right on air. 627-7979. That's 627-7979. Wealthway Financial Advisors is the proud sponsor of Dollars and Common Sense. We are an independent registered investment advisor, which means we're legally held to a fiduciary standard to put our clients' interests ahead of our own in any business dealing or recommendation that we make. And that's the way it should be when you work with a financial advisor. As the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice. To help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. So by design, we can't work with everyone. We work with a relatively small group of high net worth individuals, but that's one of the reasons we feel so strongly about coming here every second and fourth Tuesday at 6 p.m. That's to reach out and help as many people as we can in the Hampton Roads listening area achieve your measure of financial success because it is a core belief at Wealthway Advisors that the overwhelming majority of people in this country have the opportunity for financial security if they choose it. And it is a choice. You have to seize it. You have to do something. You have to take affirmative action to get financial security because it takes some time, it takes some effort, and it takes some knowledge. We are here to help. You to take that first step, though. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, 627-7979. Whether you want to talk about anything having to do with the investment markets, the economy, Insurance products like life insurance, health insurance, property casualty, taxes, tax planning, tax reduction strategies, uh, retirement planning, retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, 457s, IRAs, Roth IRAs, mortgage options, social security claiming strategies, or estate planning, wills and trusts. All that and more falls under the umbrella of personal finance we are here to discuss tonight. 627 7979. All right, tonight we're going to talk about America's top financial regrets of calendar year 2023 and how to avoid them in 2024. Let's not make the same mistakes twice. So, came across a new study by Forbes Advisor that surveyed 2,000 U.S. adults at the end of 2023 and found that. 82% of them regretted something about their financial decisions that year. And they didn't take those mistakes lightly. 68% of those said that their mistakes caused them significant stress. So 82% felt like they made a financial mistake last year, and 68% felt deep regret for having done that. So I'm here to try to prevent that from happening in 2024. So I will say, um, you know, when we first meet with uh, potential clients or new clients, they do come to us sort of with a fair amount of uh, regretfulness that they are just now entering our office. I, 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 you know, money, finance, personal finance is a very private matter. And 
most of us are willing to share details about our love life before we would share details about our financial life. That's how private um, and sensitive financial information is to those around us. So to have to open up to a professional about um, past decisions that you've made, potentially past mistakes as well, can be a little intimidating and um, you feel very vulnerable for uh, having to do that. We understand all that. We, we know that that's common uh, for most people. But I will say one of the probably one of the, the biggest regrets that we see from uh, potential clients or new clients is they usually say, I wish I had done this sooner. I wish I had done this sooner. Like getting aligned with a truly competent, uh, objective professional who acts as a fiduciary on behalf of their clients, I wish I had done this sooner. That is probably the biggest expressed regret that we hear among our um, new clients once we take them on board. So there's some perspective and context for you. How about some specifics on what those surveyed Americans felt were the biggest mistakes of last year? Well, let's, let's start out small. We got eight of them, so we're going to work down the list. Number eight, didn't earn enough money. 3% of the population feels they did not earn enough money last year, and they regret that. Well, okay, I'm surprised it's only 3%. Are you kidding me? Like only 3% of the population, well, the surveyed population, thinks they didn't earn enough money, and that's one of their biggest problems? Well, that tells me that if only 3% of the population think the, thinks that that's a problem, that most people are earning enough money. Earning enough money to achieve the lifestyle that they generally want to, lead, to live. Now, we all know everyone wants to hit the lottery. Everyone wants to you know, have $50 million drop out of the sky into their laps, live the life of a um, a billionaire with all the yachts and the cars and the homes and the travel and that type of thing. And, but, we, but intuitively, we know that that is unlikely unless we make some radical life changes, that's for sure. But so most of us try to do the best we can with what we have uh, in terms of income. So if only 3% of the population thinks they need to earn more money, that means about 97% thinks that they earn enough but they're just not doing the right things with it. They aren't maximizing their opportunities with the money they do have. And they probably aren't making the smartest spending decisions with that money as well to set themselves up for long-term success. So those are all behavioral decisions and have almost nothing to do with the technicalities of personal finance and tax code and tax law and and company savings plans and IRAs and investments and exchange-traded funds and mutual funds. None of that matters. If you can't modify your behavior to such a, an extent that you can spend less than you earn and save the difference, that's the basic fundamental tenet of good financial management is you've got to spend less than you earn and save and invest wisely the difference. So number eight, regret last year, didn't earn enough. 
Number seven, save too little for children's education. Again, only about 3% of those surveyed felt that that was their biggest regret. So these aren't, aren't major regrets, or at least <laughs> not widespread across the population, but did not save enough for children's education. Uh, I'm actually surprised this one made the list. Uh, it's kind of a, a little niche. Um, only about uh, 20%, I believe, of the population goes on to higher education after college. I'm sorry, after high school, on to college. Now, savings plans, uh, Virginia 529 savings plans, one of the best um, savings vehicles available uh, in the country. We're lucky, we're lucky that our state has one of the, the better uh, college savings plans. The 529 plan, it's not just for college anymore. It is for any accredited institution of higher learning after the high school year. So that includes all kinds of trade schools, um, computer training schools, um, trucking schools, beautician schools. Uh, as long as it's accredited, you can use that money for long-term savings. So uh, just know that the vehicles are available to you, that Virginia has one of the best educational savings vehicles in the country in terms of its um, the investment op options that it offers. The expenses uh, are extremely low. Uh, it is e easy to access via the website. Uh, they have great customer service. Um, it is widely regarded uh, in the industry literature of one of the better um, savings vehicles for um, postgraduate work after high school. So uh, take advantage of it. And also, the owner of a 529 college plan in Virginia gets a Virginia state tax deduction of up to $4,000 a year, uh, subject to your contributions to the plan, as long as you contribute at least $4,000 to the plan in the calendar year, you can deduct that from your Virginia state income taxes. If you contribute more than $4,000, then you can carry that forward. So example, if you contribute $10,000 in one calendar year, you can deduct $4,000 that year, $4,000 the next year, and $2,000 on the final year uh, until, that until the contribution deduction is entirely used up. Again, that's a Virginia state income tax deduction. All right, we're uh, talking about uh, Americans' top financial regrets of last year, 2023, and how to avoid them for 2024. We're going to pause right here, take a short break. We'll be right back after these messages. Get those calls in now, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna, president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their 
quality of life. For more information about us, look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. All right, tonight we're talking about Americans' top financial regrets of 2023. And I'm giving you some advice and tips on how to avoid them and stay out of regret in 2024. First, uh, working down the list um, from uh, smallest amount of regret to largest regret, we got didn't earn enough at 3% of the population, saved too little for children's education, another 3%. Now we're on to number six, made bad financial investments. Another big regret of 2023, 5% of those surveyed said they made bad financial investments. I find that to be rather low. <laughs> I would think that the, <laughs> based on what I see <laughs> behind the curtain um, and what I am aware of uh, through industry literature and so forth, um, there are a lot of bad financial investments that are made. Or, you know... It, it, Sometimes it's not the investment itself. It's not the vehicle so much. It's the, it's how the vehicle gets used. You know, a, a, a S and P five hundred mutual fund or exchange traded fund is is neither a good nor a bad investment. Uh, it depends on how you use it. Uh, and so, if, if for most people used properly, S and P five hundred index fund is an excellent addition to a broad-based, diversified portfolio. However, if you try to, uh, I don't know, day trade or week trade or even monthly trade your S&P 500 uh, exchange-traded funds, no, then then now you're not using it right. And you turn the odds of success uh, against you by frequent trading of a legitimate investment vehicle. So how we use investments sometimes usually has to do more with our success with that investment than the actual investment itself. So 5% of the population thought they made bad financial investments last year and they regret that. So um, this year, do your research, make sure you generally buy and hold for the long term. That's the purpose of common stocks, common um, investment vehicles and turn the odds of success in your favor. Okay, down to number five now. Number five. Oh, buying too much property. Yeah, this is a good one. Fifth most com- common regret um, is less about what investors failed to do and more about what they did wrong. Six percent of Americans said that they bought more real estate than they could afford. And that was their top regret in 2023. So 6% of the population bought too much house. Not uncommon. Uh, (laughs) I think everybody feels like they buy too much house when they buy their first house. Like buying your first house feels virtually impossible. (laughs) There's no way. I've scraped together every single penny I can possibly find to get a down payment. And then I have to pay a mortgage that is almost twice what I was paying in rent. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I can't, there's no money for food or groceries or, or gas in the car or what have you. But we do it. Majority of the population uh, does it. 
pulls together the, the down payment. There are programs available to help people get started on their, their first home. But we do it. We buy that first home. Uh, and then after we, we pull off the miracle of being able to stay in the home after a couple years of making our payments on time, then guess what? Then we want to upgrade. <laughs> we want to get a bigger house because we get kids. We need more room. We want a better neighborhood. We want to be closer to better schools. So then we build, we buy more house, and then we buy more house, and we buy more house until we realize that probably we bought more house than we actually need to live comfortably. And especially then when the kids leave the nest, what are we going to do with five bedrooms and you know, a massive TV room and a living room and 5,000 square feet and all that stuff when it's just down to the two of us again. So not uncommon. People buy more house than they need uh, at some point. And with a bigger house comes a bigger mortgage, comes a bigger expense in your homeowner's insurance, comes with larger property taxes as well and it comes with larger maintenance costs so just buying the house is just getting started in terms of expenses um, and all those expenses get redirected of course from uh, other vehicles or avenues that can potentially grow your net worth faster over time now certainly buying a house is not the worst thing in the world to do uh, it is uh, uh, the way how uh, the majority of Americans build net worth in this country uh, by uh, buying on leverage, essentially, buying with debt, a mortgage, um, property, paying that debt slowly over time, enjoying some appreciation in the property value over time, eventually selling, unlocking that equity, and turning it into liquid cash uh, that can be then reinvested. And that is how the bulk of... Um, Americans build net worth in this country at this point in time. But it's also not the best way to build net worth over time. It, real estate on average grows across the country, grows at about the rate of inflation. So it's just keeping pace with the cost of living. Now, I know all the markets are different. All the neighborhoods are different. Streets can be different, <laughs> you know, and houses can grow faster than the rate of inflation over time and do in certain pockets. Um, but on average, across the nation, about the rate of inflation. And so one of the sayings we have in the profession is, you know, you can't eat your house, right? So while a house has value, it's an asset, it's real, and it counts on your balance sheet. So it's part of your net worth, which is shorthand for your wealth. All that counts. You can't really break off a shingle and you know throw it on the grill. You, you gotta you gotta go through some financial gymnastics to pull the equity out of the house, either by selling the house outright, or getting a home equity line of credit, or getting a second mortgage, or refinancing your first uh, mortgage and pulling additional equity out, and then then. Um, uh, repaying back that first mortgage, you got you got to go through some expensive, uh, time-consuming, relatively complicated gymnastics in order to get that 
equity out. So be careful about buying too much house and probably one of the, that's not really the biggest mistake we see when it comes to real estate. I would say the biggest mistake we see is that people try to do a one-off rental property. And that's where inexperienced uh, real estate purchasers and inexperienced landlords get into real big trouble because they don't realize the additional costs and risks that come with having the occasional one-off rental property. That's where we see people, unfortunately, lose some serious money. All right, we're going to pause right here for the news. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. We're talking about America's top financial regrets of last year. If you want to jump in on the conversation, give me a call in the studio line, 627-7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. Welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm your host, certified financial planner, Kevin Zivna, the president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, you can look us up online at wealthwayadvisors.com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the request a consultation page of our newly designed website Put your name and address in the dialog boxes there. Select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information that you request. Or if you have some nuanced questions, want to speak to a live human being, give us a call at the office. We'd love to hear from you. 757-456-2200. Want to remind everybody, our next live show is in two weeks on Tuesday, March 12th at 6 p.m. as usual. But if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars and Common Sense wherever you get your podcasts. Download us, take us with you wherever you go, and listen when you're ready. For those of you into social media, we do have a presence on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can search for Wealthway Financial Advisors. Hit that like or follow button, and then usually about once a week, we put up an interesting and informative financial planning post to keep you engaged and motivated into the financial planning process to help you avoid any regret in your financial decisions. And that's what we're talking about tonight is America's top financial regrets of last year, and I'm giving you some advice on how to avoid them for this year. So let's not make the same mistakes out there, people. So we got eight of them, went down uh, from top of the list or the bottom of the list, the small ones. We had didn't earn enough, saved too little for children's education, made bad financial investments, and then buying too much property. All right, those were the first four. Now we get into some of the biggies where more people start to have um, regret over their financial uh, decisions in 2023. Number four not saving enough for emergencies. 13% of the population had this as their 
largest regret of last year. And to this, I say, come on, people. It can't be listeners of this show. <laughs> we bang the emergency fund drum as loud as we can. That is number one or number one B in terms of building a solid financial foundation that must be done. An emergency fund defined as three to six months of household expenses set away in a safe, secure, non-volatile, liquid bank account. Yes, I know. Bank accounts are paying almost nothing. At least the basic savings and checking accounts still are paying almost nothing. That's okay. That's not the point of this money. This money is your safety and your security and your warm, comfortable blanket that you wrap around yourself every night when you go to sleep to know that you can keep the wolves at bay. Something big happens. If there's a car accident, if there's a uh, rush to the emergency room, if there's a large medical bill, if there's a tree that falls through the roof, if there's an unexpected job loss, you have your own self-created safety net in the form of emergency fund, three to six months of household expenses, household expenses. So your mortgage or your rent, your car payment, um, enough money for groceries and to pay the utilities and to keep gas in the car, the basic fundamentals uh, of your daily living. So if, let's just say it's $5,000 a month. You add all that up, $5,000 a month, you need fifteen dollars to $30,000 set aside in a separate bank account. This isn't your checking account. Checking accounts are operational. Too easy to overspend when the money's in a savings account. It needs to be a separate, I'm sorry, the checking account needs to be set aside in a separate savings account, uh, segregated from the checking account so that there's a demarcation line and you mentally account for it as your emergency fund. Okay, so that is a basic tenant of good financial management and the foundation on which financial success is built. Uh, it's and it's one of those areas that is kind of intertwined with all the others. Without an emergency fund, it, it's like building a house on a sand foundation. It it could it would crumble when the first hurricane came through. You need to build a solid foundation to withstand life's hurricanes, and they're all they're all out there. We know they are. Without the emergency fund, then that leads you to overextension and credit card debt, which is the most expensive form of debt and then is typically an unhealthy form of debt. So you build your emergency fund, you eliminate bad debt with high interest rates, you make sure you get your employer's match, and then you think about where your next dollar goes. Those are all the foundation, the three-legged stool emergency fund, eliminate bad debt, get your employer match from your company retirement plan. If you do those three things, you're building solid legs on your financial stool that can withstand life's hurricanes. Not saving enough for emergencies, 13% of Americans had that regret. Okay, number three list on the list of laments of 2023, 15% of respondents said, and 
guess what, that they had too much credit card debt. So there you go, four and three tied right together. They have too much credit card debt because they don't have an emergency fund. Emergency fund steps in when you have a calamity so you don't have to go to credit card debt. Once you go into credit card debt that you can't, now let me clarify, you use the credit cards for convenience, absolutely. Take advantage of any promotions, offers, points, cash back, what have you. Do that. That's good too. But use the credit card so that you can pay it off in full each month. That's a proper use of a credit card. You use it for the convenience and I guess, you know, the other perks and trinkets that go along with it. But that's what you use a credit card for. Once you can't pay the balance off on a monthly basis and the debt starts to accumulate, you're digging a financial hole that is going to be hard to get out of. So 13% didn't have enough for emergency fund. 15% had too much credit card debt. Those two things are tied very closely together. So that's like 28% of the population that didn't have two of the three legs of a good financial foundation, financial stool. So make sure that you're using um, those credit cards wisely. Um, they are important to have. I would say, uh, you know, don't avoid credit cards and don't avoid using them because using them wisely builds your credit, gives you good credit, gives you good credit history, gives you good credit score. So credit is kind of like exercise. You do if you do too much of it, you, you hurt yourself and you, you can burn yourself out and it, it and you it's counterproductive. You don't do any of it, well, you get lazy and soft and and that's not healthy either. So credit, you kind of like it's like exercise. You got to have the right amount. You can't do none. You can't do too much. Uh, somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot. So. We definitely recommend that people have credit cards and use credit cards, but that they use them responsibly and wisely over time to help build their credit um, and for the convenience factors that they offer. All right, going to pause right here for our last break. Going to be back right after these messages. If you want to jump in on this conversation or you have anything to add regarding your own personal financial situation, I'd love to hear from you. 627 7979. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna. You're listening to Dollars and Common Sense on News Talk 790 WNIS. And welcome back to Dollars and Common Sense, your local source for objective, unbiased financial advice. I'm certified financial planner Kevin Zivna, the president of Wealthway Financial Advisors, the premier financial planning firm in Hampton Roads, where we integrate expert investment management with customized ongoing financial planning advice to help our clients answer life's big financial questions and enhance their quality of life. For more information about us, check us out online at Wealthway Advisors. Com. Once there, you can request an information packet to find out what it's like to work with us or sign up for a free 
quarterly newsletter at wealthwayadvisors.com. Just go to the request a consultation page of our newly designed website. Put your name and address in the dialog boxes, select the appropriate drop-down menu, and we'll get that information out to you later on this week. And that's all we will use your name and address for, is just to send you the information you request. We will not contact you for any other reason. For those of you who want to speak to a live human being and learn more about us that way, give us a call at the office, 757-456-2200. want to remind everybody, our next live show will be in two weeks on Tuesday, March 12th at 6 p.m. as usual. Uh, but to, if you can't catch us live every second and fourth Tuesday of the month, get this show as a podcast. Search for Dollars in Common Sense. Wherever you get your podcast, download us, take us with you wherever you go, and then you can listen at your leisure. And for those of you who were getting us from Google Podcast, I understand that that pl platform has migrated to YouTube Music, I think. Uh, is, now, if you're already getting the podcast, there's nothing you have to do. It finds you. And don't ask me how. <laughs> but if, if you already subscribed to our podcast, then it, no matter what platform you're using, it'll find you. But for um, potential new listeners, uh, of course, we're on the Apple platform. You can find us there. And if you have an Android phone like I do, and we're not crazy people. I want everyone to look at we're just individualistic. We, we march to a beat of a different drummer just because we have an a Android phone doesn't make us outcasts, all right? So those of us who have one of those YouTube music, you can sign up for the Dollars in Common Sense podcast there. And for those of you into social media, we have a presence on Facebook and a LinkedIn. Search for uh, Wealthway Financial Advisors there. Hit that like or follow button. Once a week, put up a informative financial planning post. All right. 627-7979 if you want to jump in on the conversation here tonight. Talking about America's top financial regrets of 2023 and how to avoid them in 2024. We got eight of them working down the list from eight to number one. We're down to the last two now. Number two, not taking advantage of higher interest rates. Yep. I could see that one. That uh, that one makes sense. So since the summer of 2023, interest rates have been at their highest level in two decades. And that's good for some financial vehicles, such as certificates of deposit and high-yield savings accounts. 16% of American survey said they regret not taking advantage of higher interest rates. And yes, that is true. Rate savings rates at banks uh, outside of basic savings and basic checking, uh, at least at the mega banks, outside of those have increased. And we have seen rates uh, in the threes, fours, and at some point there, we were seeing some rates as high as 5% in Short-term CDs, so those are 6 to 12-month CDs, maybe as long as 18, at, uh, 18 months at one point. But we were seeing 5% uh, savings rates on short-term CDs and some uh, higher-yielding savings accounts at the bank. So this is not your basic savings or checking account. 
they come in a variety of different names, but each bank kind of has their own version, a uh, money market account, super saver account, high yield savings account. Uh, they're called different things, but, uh, but they're all kind of similar. Uh, usually they come with a little bit more restriction than your basic savings or checking account. So, for example, you might have to deposit a minimum of, say, $10,000 into the Super Saver account, and then you, you're limited to maybe six withdrawals per month out of that account. But if you built up your emergency fund and your other savings vehicles, or even this can be a good place for your emergency fund, then um, beginning in summer of 2023, when inflation took off, interest rates followed in that direction and increased in savings rates. And you can enjoy higher savings rates uh, on your bank assets. So still completely safe, secure, relatively very liquid into those higher yielding uh, either CDs or money market savings accounts. And we have definitely encouraged our clients to take a portion of their bank assets and move them into these vehicles. We've been doing that uh, for um, about the past year now um, so that they can take advantage of those higher savings rates that are available in some bank products. Now, uh, having said that, you know, <laughs> The money sitting in basic savings and basic che checking at most large megabank institutions, we're still seeing at like 0.1% interest. And while that's, you know, earning a lot of money on your transactional bank accounts is not the primary purpose, it's a lesson to all of us that money in the bank is typically going to, at best, keep pace with inflation but usually fall behind inflation a little bit um, each year. So that the most of the money, most of the bank, traditional bank products will cause you to lose purchasing power over time. Lose purchasing power over time. That means your money becomes worth less than goods and services over time by sitting in low yielding bank account vehicles. That is a, that's a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. Uh, they see banks as safe and secure, and that money does not fluctuate in value very much. Um, and, and all that is true, except when you compare it to the price of goods and services. And bank uh, earnings typically do not keep pace, so you have a risk of putting, when you have too much money in the bank, too much of your net worth in the bank, you risk losing purchasing power. Your standard of low living declines because your savings, your assets can't keep pace with the cost of goods and services. So your money buys less of them over time. So it's important to have some money in the bank, emergency fund money, three to six months, of household expenses, but beyond, too much beyond that, without good reason, means that you are actually losing purchasing power over time. And that's a real risk that most people aren't even aware of. All right. Number one, 
the biggest financial regret of 2023, and there's no surprise here, at least from me, is that uh, 20% of the population regretted saving little to no money for retirement. A full 20% of respondents saved little to no money for retirement. And pretty consistent with what we know uh, inside the industry. Um, you know, only about a little bit over 50%, only a little bit over half of the population has any exposure to mainstream equities, stocks, through either mutual funds, exchange trade funds, through their company retirement plan, um, through stock that their grandmother willed them or what have you. Uh, only about half the population has any exposure to a true wealth-creating vehicle like, like common stocks. Most people don't understand it, don't trust it, don't want anything to do with the market and avoid it at all costs. And they don't trust their employer and they don't believe that the retirement plan is in their best interest. And, and so they don't contribute to the retirement plan. So they never get invested for long-term growth. And days turn into weeks, turn into months, turn, turn into years, turn into half a lifetime. And then they wake up in their late 40s, early 50s, and realize that this idea of retirement that we have here in America is no longer theoretical, it's practical. And it's on the horizon. And they're looking at it in like 10 to 15 years. And then all of a sudden, it gets real. And that's when, unfortunately, most people start to seriously consider saving for retirement. Us here on the show and in our practice try to get people to save as absolutely early as you possibly can. So 20% of Americans regretted not saving, a, saving a, too little or no money for retirement. 43% of people who responded to the survey who were baby boomers chose this as their number one top regret. Savings for retirement, people. You got to do it. There is another option for most people other than Social Security these days. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We'll be back in two weeks on Tuesday, March 12th. You've been listening to Dollars and Common Sense on AM790 WNIS. The preceding program was sponsored and paid for by Wealthway Financial Advisors. We are solely responsible for its content.